0: Good day fellow investors, welcome to the Modern Value Investing Podcast with Sven Karlin, where we compound investment returns as well as investment knowledge in order to help you achieve your financial goals. Good day fellow investors, welcome to the channel where we discuss the stock market but with a long-term perspective. And when we discuss the stock market, this is an example of the frenzy in the housing market In Sydney, in this case, an auction for a house. Look at how many interested buyers. We can say that something similar is going on also in the stock market. Robinhood is going public. We have seen the numbers there. More than 50% of customers are first-time investors. So there is a huge flow of new investors, new money to the market, with revenues of perhaps a billion, two billion, In 2021, depending on what the market does, a market cap expected of 50 billion, so that's 25 times sales coming into the market. Many of these people will rush into buying likely the stock. So we are living in an environment where we can say there is a frenzy, both in the stock market, both in the housing market, and the key question I think many of you are thinking about and what we're going to discuss today is what to do. Should we buy now? Should we sell? Should we just watch and sit aside? What's the best investment strategy for you? To give an answer to that, I have prepared four concepts that will really, really help in discussing that, which is, okay, the market, why is the market like that? What can one do and how to put this into a life cycle perspective? The key is always focus on the deal, not on the market, and things will change, but nobody, nobody knows when. And we'll try to put these four concepts into an investing perspective. And I really think those concepts will help you out over your long-term life cycle wealth accumulation. And if you like this mindset of this channel, please smash that like button, to support the channel and if you haven't subscribe and smash that notification bell because I'm doing less and less videos and I'll try to increase the quality thank you for your support so let's start with this housing frenzy and of course also related to the stock market frenzy why is this happening we see Sydney top-tier home prices soaring This is really, really insane for year-on-year changes in real estate. But that's not just Sydney. If we look at UK home prices, London was already, let's say, in a bubble before, now exploding around London, 14% growth. This is really frenzy, frenzy. Chinese Again, growing at 10 15 percent. Second tier cities a little bit less, but still growing. If we switch to the US, here we go again. Like party, like it's 2007, huge increase in home prices and skyrocketing. And now people are rushing in in fear of missing out. Really huge increases in home prices that will lead to inflation down the road and maybe a change like it was the case after the 2007-8 financial crisis. But you never know when this change will happen. Maybe we are here in the bubble. Maybe we are here. And that's always the difficult part of knowing. And why is it happening where there is plenty of money, which is a concept that we have to understand when assessing the market. And then when you know there is so much money, so much frenzy with people, you have to also switch from thinking about the market to thinking about the deal, because there is frenzy like we've seen in Sydney. But there are also market pockets that are Not that exuberant. And what's different this time? Well, low mortgage rates make housing more affordable now with low interest rates, historically low mortgage rates, make housing more affordable now than that was the case. If you look at the blue line, the affordability line, now homes are much more affordable due to the low interest rates than, for example, in 2005, 2006. And that is what is pushing All asset prices higher. If we take a look at interest rates, interest rates were 10, 15%, 30-year fixed rate mortgage averages for the United States. 10% in the 80s, then down to 7, 8% in the 90s, then down to 5, 6% in the 2000s, and we are now 3, 4, and we are now to the historical lows of 3%, down from the let's say average 4% in the 2010s. Low interest rates, more, more money, if we look at what the Fed is doing, look at their balance sheet, they're pumping into the system $120 billion per month. And, of course, the federal government, huge deficits, pumping even more stimulus in the market with more and more debt. The consequence is pretty simple. Everything goes up in value. And there is nothing you can do about it because when people have money, they see skyrocketing prices. Everybody wants to rush in, which is the opposite of what was the case in 2010. Liquidity was scarce and everyone was afraid of buying the bargains back then. And eventually housing will lead into inflation, which should increase interest rates and lower the bubble. That is how the economy is supposed to work, but you never know. For now, we have an abundance of money in the system and chasing those few assets, fixed assets, housing, stocks that are really in a fixed number, cryptocurrency if you fancy that, And that's what explains the market. And that's also the reason why Warren Buffett is sitting on 70 billion in investable cash because he doesn't like to chase these deals. Let's say he doesn't like to mingle with these people, not in the stock market, not in the real estate market. So you have to see, okay, if I'm competing with these guys, are these guys rational? if there is someone of you watching from here you are just let's say exploring what's going on and making the picture perhaps but if you want to compete with these guys what do you think what's the price you are paying and that's the art of making focusing on the deal and not on the market and now what should one do should we invest in this bubble Or should we stay away? Should we sell? That depends, of course, on your personal situation. But the key is that you can sell everything. Things will change at some point in time, but we don't know when. We don't know whether we are here. So if you sold in 2002 thinking there is a bubble because home prices doubled over a few years, then even after the bubble popped, you would still have missed on the long-term trends in these asset price increases. And that's also something interesting to see, and we'll see here how it works. And I really hope I give you a touch of sanity in this environment and explain why value investing, what we do on this channel, always works. No matter what happens out there, if you're a value investor, You'll always do good and you'll always accumulate wealth over time. You'll always compound, no matter the frenzy out there. And when you understand that, then everything in life, especially your financial part, the financial part of your life, everything becomes much, much easier, no matter how insane it looks out there. From a value perspective, if we take the housing frenzy now, let's look at the value of the market. If you look at the property, look at the value of the property Property and the rent it's giving you, or you're paying rent and you compare the mortgage. Am I saving there? Look at the rent increases that are likely to come due to inflation over time. Compare that to the fixed mortgage. You can pay house costs and everything. And then make a rational investment decision based on the value to you. Not whether the market will go up or down the rents, but Really say, okay, if I pay 1000 in rents, the affordability ratio is still low, and I can pay 700 in mortgages, then the mortgage is better than the rent. Plus, you get all the upside in 30 years because the house is yours. And that's something that's value investing. And when you find something that fits you, no matter what happens in the market, if you buy with your mortgage, you always pay your mortgage. That's You have to, again, read the details of the deal and the mortgage, but you always pay your mortgage. If it crashes, okay, then you'll start looking, okay, let's buy another property. Let's invest more in stocks and therefore if you have this mindset of compounding whatever happens with the market is okay and if you're rushing here and not looking at what is the value of the property i think prices in sydney went up 1164 dollars a day in the month of may this year that's really insane then you are really really in a risky situation but if you look at the mortgage what you're compared to the rent and not jumping into this frenzy, then you would have already bought here or here or here, but that's a different story. We are here now and we have to see, okay, what to do now. This is the same for stocks. The question is, okay, apart from structuring the deal, seeing the value, the dividend of the stock, the yield of the property, it's also about, okay, what's the worst case scenario? Always think, okay, can I survive the worst-case scenario? Whatever the investment is, if you can survive the worst-case scenario, then on that you can compound into eternity, no matter the situation. If interest rates go up, home prices will crash, stocks will crash. If there is inflation, the Fed has to intervene. There is no way to avoid that. And that's something you have to see, okay, what happens if stocks crash 40%, what do I do? Well, if you like what you bought, you buy more with your income from your salary, with the dividends that come in. Maybe something, some company will be taken over at the premium, you reinvest that. The key is that you compound in that life cycle and that is what actual investing is. And that's the best answer I can give you in this environment. Think about accumulating wealth no matter the market. And when it comes to concepts of investing, we are investing over a life cycle. My goal is always financial freedom. So if you have your goal and you look at your goal over your life cycle, you must accept bad periods and good periods. If we look at the Dow, this is a beautiful chart from Monish Pabrai. Look at the good years and bad years. There are 22 bad years, 8 good years, 25 bad years, 11 good, 17 bad years, 17 great, 12 good, and now we are 10 11 great years and this is something you have to accept when it comes to investing that there will be 17 bad years in your life cycle that lasts 40 years but even in these 17 bad years there will be great periods and there will be bad periods bad periods great bad Bad periods, great periods, bad, great periods. So that's something you have to accept. And if you can focus on accumulating value through these periods, then you're a real investor and you'll do good no matter what. And if we look at home prices, home prices in the U.S. have underperformed stocks in this case. So you might say stocks are overpriced, underpriced, that's a relative thing to say but you have to look okay the dividend yield 1.5 percent for stocks now with the growth home prices okay can i get a rental yield of three percent with inflation protection and growth and then you always compare the deals and the yields there in the uk Home prices have followed the stock market, different stock market. In Spain, home prices are still significantly below the 2007 bubble where all of Europe wanted a second home in Spain. And it takes more than two decades to, let's say, clean out this bubble. But for example, in Germany, you see that home prices have more than doubled compared to the 40 percent decline in spain so it's always about the specific property go bottom up fishing don't look at these frenzies because somewhere there is a frenzy and somewhere the market is totally forgotten but if you're a value investor you can focus on these pockets of the market and then you can find value, something that is good for you. People tell me here around, it's too expensive, prices are going up. A few years, a few months ago, I looked at the real estate locally, I can still find deals with 10, 15% returns over the long term. So it's about looking into the market where you're living, and structuring the best deal. The same with stocks. So it's up to you whether you'll focus on the market, the market can do this, the market can do that, or whether you'll focus on the individual property, whether you will understand your life cycle of accumulation. Of course, if stocks crash 50% tomorrow, some dividends will come in, something will happen that will allow me to buy more of the goods that I already own, and then I'll enjoy even more when the upside comes and increase my long-term returns because it's impossible to predict. All you can focus is hold and own as much value as you can and then compare, okay, this is too frenzied, too crazy, too exuberant is there something where I can sell a little bit of this and buy more of the good that I like? And then I am more sure of because I don't want to compete with this bunch that is really, really insane when it comes to buying also on the stock market, but also on real estate. So personally, have a feeling that governments and monetary policy banks have already lost the game. We are looking at this Asset bubbles inflating, 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 and it might continue because they don't have the power to increase interest rates, and that would be detrimental to employment, to everything else, to the debt burdens. So it is uncharted territories. The bubbles might just keep on bubbling. So the only thing we can do is focus on value find the best value and be invested because if you think you are holding cash and ha- cash can be value look at my trillions here of worthless money 50,000 there is somewhere i have a 50 trillion so look at how big of a trillionaire i am and this is all worthless money, which happens when people print. So been there twice, so I know how it works. And therefore, owning assets is the answer, but the answer is also focusing on owning great assets. And I will keep doing what I have been doing for the last 20 years, looking at the best deals I can find for myself, something that I'm happy owning, something that if it crashes 50%, I'm happy buying more businesses that will not be affected no matter what the market throws at them real estates that are great properties no matter what the market throws at them and that's investing and if you like that kind of investing then this is the channel to subscribe if you want to check what i do on a professional basis stock market research in depth research on businesses to invest, check my stock market research platform. Thanks for watching. Smash that like button. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, please let me know. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review as it means a lot to me. Thank you. And I'll be speaking to you in the next episode.